Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. This is going to be one of our, our relevant rambles. Today, we're talking about study tips and study skills. So this is going to be a great one. Something as we were like going over, I was like, wow, I could have used all of those when I was in college. Um, I'll just admit I was not the, I was not the greatest, but it's, it's always about what you learned from the past. So if I go back to school, now I know, now I know better <laughs> for the next time. But do you want to kick us off, Kemi? Yeah, sure. So the biggest study tip that I share with my students is to make sure that you have a study space. So whether it be in the library, make sure you're like on the third floor so it's nice and quiet, or also make sure that you have a study space at home because sometimes it can be very, very late at night and you don't want to be out there by yourself, like walking home after you leave the library. So make sure you do have a proper study space at home. So make sure that it's either a desk in your room or it could even be at the kitchen table, but it has to be somewhere where there's no distractions. And make sure that you're not sitting on the couch or sitting on the bed. It needs to be a place where you can go here frequently, where your brain understands that this is where I'm um, taking in information and I'm studying. It can't be confused as if, because when you go to bed, your body starts to have its cues of, well, now it's time for me to rest. So it's not going to work if you're going to try to study for an exam in your bed. Your brain's going to say, no, 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 no. It's time to shut off. It's time to go to sleep. So make sure you have a designated study space at your home. Back to Mm -hmm. you, Kiki. The next tip is fitting your studying into your schedule. So you definitely want to have a planner. If It could be a very simple planner. I know I love planners. So I like ones that are very detailed. A lot of them these days are just like really intricate. So one I've, I've used before is called the passion planner, but that one, like you can do it by times. You know, some other planners do like seven, it could start at like 6 a.m., 6.30. It can, you know, breaks up by every half hour. So if you can go and say, I, you know, I have class from this time, maybe you fit gym time, maybe you fit time with your friends. If you can fit studying into your schedule, I just feel like you're more, or there's also, I think it's proven too. I'm just going to say that. Don't quote me. But I feel like there's research that if you can fit things into your day or like plan your day out, you're more likely to fit, you know, more likely to stick to that schedule. Yeah. So if you put in, you know, two hours of study time, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday or whatever, if, if, if it's every day, it's whatever your schedule allows you to do, then put that on there so that you know, or set an alarm. I know Kemi is notorious and I've, I've come up, I've become that way too, setting reminders on her phone. Oh yeah. I'm still the same today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. I do it now. Like, I learned that from Kemi. It helps. So if you have to put on your phone or if you have a smartwatch, maybe whatever works, if you have to set reminders on your technology, to say, study at this time, do it so that you can, you know, if you got to tell your friends, like, man, I'm sorry, I got to go. It's time to study. You're more accountable to yourself. If you have to tell if you have to tell your friends, like, this is my study time too, maybe, you know, they'll know so they can be help, you know, help you be accountable as well. Like, yeah. don't you need to go study at this time? So definitely get a planner, fit your studying schedule into that, into your day. 
Yeah, and the next tip that I have, it kind of ties into that too, Kiki, about making sure that you have no distractions. So if you can't study with a group of people around you, which I, I highly don't recommend if you're not if you're not testing each other, if you're not reviewing with each other, then don't do it. You need to be in a place where you're most focused and you're not wasting your time. I know that there's many of us, like even myself included, I'll, I'll say, oh yeah, I can study with, you know, some background noise on, and, but no, your full attention is, is not there and you're technically wasting more time. So make sure you have no distractions, no people talking around you, make sure your phone is far away in a different room. Um, Something else to also keep in mind is listening to music. Sometimes we think listening to music can be beneficial, but understand what kind of music helps you the most. I'm the kind of person where if I'm studying with lyrics on, I will start singing the lyrics and my mind is out the window. So I like to study with beats that are that don't have any lyrics to it whatsoever. But because I know I can't study with 100% of quiet <laughs> or I feel like I'm going crazy. So, but find what works with you best in that kind of regard. And just making sure that your phone is also on silent so you're not getting any notifications because your mind is automatically going to go reach for your phone and it will toss you off of what you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. So, Kimmy, you mentioned not wasting your time. So on that, going off of that, the next tip will be about time management when you're studying. So there's something called the Pomodoro Technique, and it's just a time management system that helps you break up your time so that you can have full, have time to fully focus and then time for a break. So it's four steps. The first step is identify your task. So if you need to study for your history exam, that's your task, studying for history. The next step would be to set a timer for 25 minutes. I feel, I think the time before, but I think the time can vary. So if you want to study for 45 minutes at a time, then do that, whatever works best for you. Then you work for the duration of the timer. So for this instance, you'll work for 25 minutes. Then after the timer goes off, you'll set a break. This says a five minute break, but I've seen other ones, it can be a 15 to 30 minute break. So you set a timer for your task to fully focus on that one task. So if you're studying a certain chapter, just break it up into whatever times, but do that for 25 minutes set your timer for however long, take your break, and then you'll come back, set your timer again. So you'll basically, they call them like Pomodoro sessions. So you'll have maybe four or five Pomodoros. So that's four or five 25 minute sessions. So it's really just a time management technique. So you're like setting a timer and you're sticking to that, setting a timer for your break, sticking to that. So it seems really effective. I've heard a lot of people use it. I did not use this, but I've heard really great things about it. Um, but again, it's just really to help you make make sure you're staying on task. And like Kimmy mentioned before, maximizing your time. Mm -hmm. um, another technique too, which is a popular one, it's called PQRST. So this is a technique used for studying. And if you're viewing and you're reading a lot of, um, if you're reading a lot of course material, which can be very daunting sometimes. And I'm the kind of person, if I'm reading sometimes, I feel like I'm reading a sentence three times over and I'm not really digesting it. So this kind of helps with that. So P stands for preview. So when you come upon your chapter that you have to read, lightly skim through it. So look at all of the titles, the subtitles, so you have a general idea of what you're going to be focusing on. And then um, briefly skim through the introduction uh, first off. What you're gonna do second for Q is question. So look at all the titles and look at all of the subtitles and read the title itself and form it into a question. 
So for example, if you're studying the mitochondria, the, uh, rewrite the sentence in terms of, okay, what are the functions of the mitochondria? So now when you're going back to read in depth, you're, you're going to look for the material that's matching your question. So it further cements the information that you're looking for. Something also that's beneficial is if there is a question section at the end of your chapter, read those ahead of time as well. So that way you know what to look for when you're reading. For R, obviously it's read through the material. So read through it completely and start underlining any information that sticks out to you or that may answer the question next to your subtitle that you created. Uh, uh, the S is for state. So make sure you are answering the questions to what you, you created. And then at the end is just testing. So you're just re-reviewing all the material, all of your notes to ensure that everything is ingrained after what you have you have read. And I wish I kind of could go back in time and do that because I was notorious for, for reading and I feel like things would not stick. So I was wasting my time. But that's a helpful technique for those out there. Mm -hmm. The next tip is to know when you work best. So if you know that you are a morning person, that you're most productive in the morning, get up a few hours before your first class and take that time to study. If you know that you work better in the evenings, then do what you have to do during the day and then take that time in the evening to study. Um, we're just, that's a good one, a good tip to throw in there just because if you, you know, if by the end of, if you get up early in the morning, by the end of the day, you're ready to go to bed, then why are you not going to study? You're not going to take, you, like, you could be in the library nodding off you're not maximizing your time and vice versa for the morning. So just know how you best operate when you're most productive throughout the day. Maybe it's the middle of the day you take time to study. So just knowing yourself, knowing when you work best um, is really good to make sure that you're maximizing your study time. Yeah. Even just to go off of that too, I didn't really notice that till I was in college as well. And even for me now, I feel like I'm most productive when I can when it's 10 o'clock to 1 p.m., that's when my mind is the most active and I can take in information. And then after that, especially around like late afternoon, like 3 p.m., that's when I feel like I need a coffee and my mind is just foggy. And then I feel it as though between 4 to, 4 to maybe 7, 30, 8 o'clock, I have like another recharge where my mind is focused again. So understanding where your mind is at and what is when you're most productive, that's important. Um and understand that that's not going to look the same for everybody. Because we have a friend, Janae, who is such a morning person in college. She would wake up at the crack of dawn. And I would look mm -hmm. at her and say, oh, my goodness. <laughs> why aren't you sleeping? But she was great at getting her work done right in the morning. So that worked best for her. So, yeah. Um, going into another going into another tip. After you leave your class, take a few minutes just to reread your notes to cement all that fresh information. And you don't have to go in depth, just reread all of the notes that you did just to make sure that it's cemented in there and you'll reduce more study time later on. Perfect. The next one is study well rested. So if you've had an all nighter, you were just up late hanging out with your friends, maybe it's not best to get up in the morning and try to study because you're going to be dozing off, you're going to be distracted, you're going to be trying to keep yourself alert by doing other things. Make sure you get a good night's rest or a good day's rest, whatever it is. Make sure you're rested. Have light snacks with you. Don't try to eat a huge meal from the dining hall and then think you're going to be able to study because I know myself, <laughs> I'm knocked out after 
chicken nuggets and fries. Something, you know, something simple, but I'm knocked out. So I'm not going to be studying. I'm going to be taking a nap. Um, so yeah, just make sure that you are well-rested, have light snacks, you know, have water with you so that you can stay alert, hydrated, and nourished. Mm -hmm. And then a final tip that I would say is make sure that you are forecasting your grades. So what does that look like? Make sure that you have all of the syllabus or the syllabi from your classes, and then look at how your professor weights your grade. So for example, is participation 10% of your grade? Are your exams going to be 30% of your grade? Is your discussions and homework lessons going to be 40% of your grade? This is important knowledge because you can actually plan out how much time you're going to spend on each of these assignments. So if homework is only 2% of your grade, yes, hand in your assignments, but you know that if my exam grade is going to be 50% of the overall total weight grade, that's where you need to be placing most of your focus and your studying. Um, and then another benefit of that is, as well is let's say your exams are 20% of your overall course grade. Let's say you did you only have two exams, right? So that means each counts for 10 points each, essentially, out of your whole grade. You did terrible on your first exam. So now you know, and you have to do the math, that you have to do very, very well on your second exam. Do the math and figure out the specific score that you'll need to get, whether you need to get an 80, whether you need to get a 90, to understand that this is how much I need to be focusing my time to get that grade. As human beings, we're just like, well, I know I'm doing terrible. I just know on my next assignments, I need to do great. No, you need to be specific to ensure that you're going to accomplish those goals. You need to understand it because, for example, if your homework grade is a large weight of your grade and you only have four assignments left that are due, that means that you need to complete your homework two days before it's due and then visit your professor to review your homework to ensure that you're getting all the points that you need. So this helps you to think more strategically to ensure that you're getting the grades that you need to pass your class. Also to pass if you have... Uh, Maybe if you even have like a scholarship or just to ensure that you do not get on academic probation. So those are very important things to remember. Yes. And I'm just going to share one more tip that we haven't mentioned yet, but is to definitely read your syllabus, but read your syllabus so that you can prepare for assignments and tests ahead of time. So maybe, well, your instructor, your professor instructor should definitely give you your assignments, your test dates in the syllabus. You should already have that when the class starts. If you can work ahead and maybe you read, maybe they say, you know, week one, read chapters one through four. Maybe you can read chapters one through 10 or something, you know, you can get a little bit ahead. So you're not having to do everything in one week. Yeah. And so that you can be, as Kimmy mentioned before, that different, that technique, you can be reviewing maybe, you know, on a earlier schedule, if that makes sense. So definitely read the syllabus, but write those dates down so you know when things are coming up, but you can also, like I said, prepare ahead of time. So you're not feeling like you have to do everything like week by week. Mm -hmm. And then also one more, sorry, one more tip. We just have one more tip and another tip and another tip. <laughs> but this final tip is also do not cram. It is not worth it. If you're, do not spend three hours before the night before studying for exam. Instead, break your study sessions up. So what that may look like is breaking your sessions to 30 minutes a day. So over six days, study 30 minutes. And look how digestible that is. And the more you break that in, the more information you retain versus cramming because you're going to get stressed out. You're not going to remember all that material. You're not going to be 100% successful. So make sure you take all these study techniques 
in and write them down to ensure that you are making the grade that you need. One last tip, last but not least, make sure you do not cram for your exam. It's not how you're going to be the most productive, but it's not how you're going to be the most successful. I know you're probably saying, you don't know me. I can cram. Look, I used to be the best crammer in high school, but once you go to college, that does not work. So instead of cramming three hours the day before your exam, split your time up. So instead of three hours the night before your exam, split it up so you're completing 30 minutes each day. That's so digestible. It's so bite-sized. And when you're reviewing, and one more last tip, Kiki, in addition to the one that you said, uh, make sure you do not cram. So we all have been there. We have all crammed, but don't do it. So instead, instead of studying three hours the night before your exam or, or studying three hours before your exam even begins, break up your, your time into small sessions. So for example, study for 30 minutes throughout six days. You're spreading this out. It's digestible. And the more you review that information, the more it's going to get stuck in your mind. So you're going to be more successful and it's going to be easier to digest. You're not stressing yourself out. So we hope you enjoyed. But as for that, I think that is all the tips that we have for today. Thank you all for listening into our Relevant Ramble. We hope you're taking notes so you can be successful on your next exam or test. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.